Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We're up to the last daf. One and Yavamas, one twenty-two, a the seventh line from the from the top. So the Eliyahu Rabbi Yudin is citing the Rabbi Yudin is citing said, "Might should be so." There was an incident. The one said a Jew together with a non-Jew were traveling together. Boy, that it's a pity. And the Jew who traveled with me. He died suddenly, and I had to bury him. And based on that testimony, they allowed his wife to remarry. There was a, a, a story with a, a group of people who were traveling to Antioch. Kelim is a shackle with collars. And Maranagoy came along and said, All and they all died out. It's a pity in this group. They all died out. And they buried them. You see, it's Nishtayim, and they allowed all their wives to remarry based on this testimony. Because he was saying innocently, he didn't, he didn't come to testify, he was just saying, a pity, they all died out. It was a story, there were 60 people traveling to the siege of Beitar. When Beitar, which was the stronghold of Akkah, was besieged by the Romans, came along and said, A pity in these sixty who died while traveling on the road to Beitar, and they died. And I buried them. And they allowed their wives to remarry based on their testimony. Why does he have to say all three cases? It's one thing. In the first case, it was one person. One person you can rely on. But to say a whole group of people... And then the third case, but it's one thing, they died, it was peaceful and they died, but here it was wartime. And maybe he assumed they died. He really didn't die. Just like we say by the woman, we don't even believe the wife, because maybe she assumed he's died. That's what he says. No, even in such a case, we rely on his testimony, and uh, the rabbis allow the wives to remarry. Next Mishnah. You're allowed to testify a man's death. You don't have to see him during the day, the, the daylight, daytime. Even even with a candle, I look. Even with candlelight or the light of the moon, I can testify that I saw that he died. See, not be basket. Also, you allowed a woman to remarry based on a, on a voice heard, a baska, like an echo, a voice heard, saying that, that her husband died. A person was standing at the top of the mountain, and he said, he's plenty, 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 and he announced loudly that this so-and-so from this and this city died. So people heard this announcement, they went to their town, and they didn't find any other person other than this person. He was the only one from this town named with this name. So they see Yosishte and they allowed his wife to remarry based on that testimony. They didn't know him, but they just heard this person proclaiming from the top of the mountain, and it turns out he was the only one with that name from that town, so they, and he announced that he was dead. A person who was dying announced that I am so and so. And a snake bit me. I'm dying. And they went and they found the corpse. And they couldn't recognize it. But the rabbis allowed the wife to remarry because he announced himself that he's dying. Snake bite must have disfigured his face.
So at least, but at least they have to find a corpse. If no corpse was found, then uh, you know, maybe he thought he was dying. Obviously, he didn't die. He's not there. <laughs> but if they found the corpse, if they couldn't recognize him. It's enough. They heard him uh, announcing himself that he's about to die. Disagrees. He says you're not allowed to allow a woman to remarry based on a voice that you heard. You're allowed to. It doesn't have to, only have to be sight, you have to see and dead. Even just you heard. What's it coming to teach us? It's a mission. It says clearly in the mission. You should know if you find stam a brayse that says you don't. You should know it's the opinion of bishami. We can we don't have to take that opinion into account. The law is like. So he says, how do I know? How do I know? You heard a person announced from the top of the mountain. Maybe how do I know? And we didn't find anyone. And you can, but maybe it's a demon. So he says he saw an image of a person. Yeah, but maybe a demon also looks like a person from a distance. So he says he saw the shadow. So a demon also has a shadow. He says a shadow of a shadow. They saw a shadow of a shadow. So surely it was not a demon. What does that mean? When the sun is low on the horizon, in the morning and in the evening, it, says it causes objects to cast two shadows. A dark one close to the object and a lighter one farther from the object. So that's what I mean. The lighter shadow is like a shadow of a shadow. So, faking butter, maybe a demon also has. We know Islu, Islu, So, says, the demon told me, Islu, demons have a, have a shadow. A shadow of a shadow they don't have. In the language of Hasidus and Kabbalah, there, there's transcendent levels of the soul. And then there's a deeper level of so Negativity, they have, there's a parallel to Chaya, that spiritual energy, that spiritual force. But the, 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 the makif of a makif, the shadow of a shadow, the we call the pintle year, the, the point of godliness. That they don't have. That they have no 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 access to. Maybe it was the co-wife who made the announcement. She wants to ruin. He said five people you don't believe. Maybe it was the co-wife who announced that the husband dies. He wants to ruin her co-wife. Times of danger. You can write a get. Based on the instruction of a person who says he is her husband, even though you don't recognize him. person shouting, he says, I am so and so, and I'm stuck here in the pit, and please give a get. Whoever hears this, go give a get to my wife. He's allowed to give a get to his wife. He doesn't know him, he doesn't know his wife. He just heard a voice. So he might have asked over there, maybe it was a co wife who was, who was shouting. To deceive, you know, to mess up the the, the first wife, to marrying another person, based on an invalid get. The mother says that when a person is in danger, then probably it's the husband. You're not going to say that the co-wife put herself in danger. <laughs> so 
you know, and this is if you don't give a get, then then she'll be, she, you know, this is the only opportunity for him to give a get. Therefore, you can't be you can't be strict. So also, we're talking about our mission is talking about in times of a danger. Times of a danger, you can't you can't afford to be strict. There's a time to be strict, but not in times of danger. Because otherwise she's going to be stuck. She'll be stuck for the rest of her life. Maybe this is the only opportunity you have to free her. It's like in time of danger. In time of danger, you can't worry about maybe this, maybe that. You know, it's not a time to be strict. It's a time to be lenient. Next Mishnah. When he went down to Nardor, to... Uh, to 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 decide that it's a leap year because you have to have the greatest in the generation. There was no one in uh, no one in Israel because Rabbi Kiva went down to Narda in Babylonian. is the only authority, the only rabbi who says that you're allowed to you're allowed to free a woman. Based on the testimony of one witness. The Maisie Lane came at one. I told him, yes, that's true. The rabbis disagree with Yehuda ben Baba. He's a sole opinion. Amali said, tell the rabbis, Mishmi, in my name. In, in the name of the Chemish, basically. You know that the country is filled with. Uh, it's dangerous to travel, so I can't tell them myself. So you, you please, when you go back to Israel, tell them in my name. Otherwise, I would go myself and tell them. That Mekubleni. I receive, I receive from Rabbi Gamliel the elders. You're allowed to marry a woman based on one, on one witness. And... Um, Rabbi Kiva says, and I went back to Yisrael and I presented the words of Nehemiah, the tradition that he had from Rabbi Gamliel the Elder, before Rabbi Gamliel, the grandson of Rabbi Gamliel the Elder. Samach he was very, he was very happy. He rejoiced in my words. And he said, We found the Kali in Abudam and Bava. Formerly he was the only one. We thought he was a sole opinion. But now we found uh, uh, corroboration of Udam and Baba. And from discussing this matter, recalls men were killed until Arza. And their wives were not allowed to remarry because there was only one witness to testify. And allowed their wives to remarry on the testimony of one witness. From that time on, it became established that this is the law, you're allowed to remarry based on one witness. Not only, even a witness from a witness. And, even from a slave, and even from a woman, from a maid, that doesn't have to be a kosher witness. And that became the established law. They said we don't allow women to remarry based on on a single a single witness. Mm-hmm. 
This is this was the opinion of Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shua before it was established. Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shua were part of Rabbi Gamliel's bezdin, Rabbi Gamliel of Yavna. They were part. They were part of his bezdin. But this was their opinion before it became established. But it remained part of the Mishnah. Akiva Akiva says, not in the testimony of a woman, not in the testimony of a slave, not in the testimony of a Canaanite maidservant, and not on the testimony of relatives. Even if they're not part of the five women who are not believed, any relative. The saying that even though we accepted the testimony of and even though we accepted the testimony of Nehemiah Bezdeli, and this became the established ruling, that you will rely on one test, one ruling. It's not just Rabbi Huda Baba's opinion, but Rabbi Huda Baba's opinion became the established opinion that you accept even one witness. But he qualifies, he said, it's only if it's a kosher witness, one kosher witness. But if it's not, if it's not a kosher witness. That you don't accept a non-kosher witness. A woman is allowed to believe her own get. That if the women who are not believed to say that that a woman's husband died. The five women that can't testify for each other, right? But nevertheless, the month of Gitema, they can bring a get for, for their wife, for their, for their... These five women can bring, can bring her a get. And we believe them. And they testify that the get was properly written. Bafani Nechta, Bafani Nechta was written and signed properly. And, we, and based on their testimony, we give the get. The woman, a wife who's allowed for herself, she's allowed to believe, she's allowed for herself to say her husband died. Ain't it intramenas lavigita? Surely she can bring her own divorce. If she can, she can testify, if a wife can testify her husband died and we believe her, surely she can bring her own divorce, her own bill of divorce. And she can testify that it was written properly and signed properly, and she 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 has her divorce, and it's legal, it's kosher. No, So, so what does Rabbi Kiva say? That women, the five women, are not believed to testify regarding the death of a husband, but other women, Ishabama Mehemni, he says. He, the whole Kabbalah Chaimah is that women, the five women who are not believed to testify for her, that her husband, her husband died, the mother-in-law, the sister-in-law's, you know, the, the daughter of her husband, the co-wife, they're not allowed to testify that her husband died, but they're believed to bring a get. She, you can testify for herself, she'll just bring her own get. But we see clearly that we keep a hold, that other women, not only, only the five women are not believed to testify because they hate her so much that they're going to they're mess her up. But any other woman we do believe. So how can the Mishnah say that Akiva says you don't accept a non-kosher witness? The mother answers, like, Hasha, it's not a contradiction. The Mishnah is talking about Akiva's position before it was established that you accept one testimony. But after it was established 
that you will after was established. In other words, part of the establishment was not only that you accept one witness, you also accept a non-kosher witness. And that, that once it was established, and the Rekiva accepted that halacha, because that was like the unanimous rule, that became the established ruling. So even the Rekiva accepted a non-kosher witness. There was, it, it happened in stages. First, they said that, a, that a, one witness is believed. But initially, Rabbi Kiva said that the women are not believed. A kosher, one kosher witness is believed. But they, a, uh, but then he says, then he, the later step was, he said even a non-kosher witness, and of course, Rabbi Kiva accepted that. Last Mishnah. Mishnah. They said to Rabbi Akiva, there was a story with Bnei Levi in the tribe of Levi, who was Hochul, they went to Tzaya, the city of palm, palm trees, palm one of them fell ill. And they put him to the inn. And when they came back, on the way back, they stopped in the same inn. They asked the innkeeper, where's our friend? She said to them, he died of Kavadi, and they buried him. And they allowed his wife to remarry based on her testimony. Now, should a kehenis not be trusted like a woman innkeeper? So shouldn't the kehenis or any Jewish woman be accepted? Do we believe, if we believe this innkeeper, surely we can believe the uh, any Jewish woman who speaks, who tells us that, that the husband died? When the testimony of the Gehennas will be like the testimony of the innkeeper, then she'll be believed. We didn't just trust her. She proved it. She, she brought him his, his nap, his sack, his suitcases. She had his items. So she had proof. It wasn't just we just believed it. Just because she said so. She gave them, she gave them his 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 pow, his staff, his stick, his his pouch, and the Torah that that was his. So therefore, we believed it. That's the mission. Why do you say that a pundikis is less reliable? He said, if we believe the innkeeper, surely we should believe every kehenes and every, every Jewish woman. Why, why, what's wrong with a pundikis? What, it's not a terrible thing to be an innkeeper. She was a non-Jewish. The reason we believe it is because she was just saying innocently. She wasn't trying to testify. They asked her what happened. And, but he said innocently, and in this case we believe her. He said, Here is his stick, here is his pouch, here is the, the grave, this is where I buried him. The story that happened, the Bnei Levi, was it was a non Jewish innkeeper. She was just speaking innocently. That's what he said. If we believe the Pundik is a non Jewish woman, surely we should believe a Kehanis, never Jewish woman. 
Mother, what do you mean she spoke innocently? They asked her a question. They challenged her. What happened? Your mother says, As soon as she saw them, she started crying. And they said to her, Where's our friend? He died and I burned him. It was before they asked anything, she started crying. That's why it was innocent. She looked at them and she was crying that the, the, the one they left behind died. It was sad. So therefore it was innocent. You're right. If it was an in- in question, it was, if it was a response to the inquiry, then we don't believe her. She's saying it intentionally. Oh, in other words, they're saying that. The rabbis learn. Mice about the about the No, a man came. One man came to testify. On a woman for the tarf. And her husband died. Amalei said to this one person, one witness, How do you know that he died? Amri said, We traveled on the road. And a troop of soldiers chase after us. He grabbed onto an olive tree branch and broke it off the tree. And he fought them with it and he forced the troops to retreat. Marty said to him, Lion! May your strength be affirmed. Yasha Koyach. May your Koyach, your strength, be strengthened. He said to me, How do you know my name is Arya? You're right. He thought he was just saying, You're a lion. He said, No, my name is Arya. That's what they call me in my city. That's my nickname. I'm Yochanan, the son of Yochanan, lion of the village of Shechaya. So that's how he learned his name. He told him his name. And then he said a few days later, he took ill and he died. Based on his testimony, Abtarfin allowed his wife to remarry. Because he didn't, he didn't examine the witness, he didn't, he didn't uh, cross-examine, he just accepted his testimony. He didn't ask him any questions. But Tanya, we learned the Brais, one person came to testify that uh, the husband, this woman's husband died. He said to him, how do you know this testimony? How do you know this, that he died? He said, we were traveling in the road, the guys and the troop of soldiers chased after us, the Russians were chasing after us, and he grabbed a thick tree and he broke it off the tree vessels, the guys single-handedly fought off the troops. May you strengthen be affirmed, lie in Amalei, you really hit, hit, a, hit it on the nail, you, you really got my name. That's what they call me in the city. A few days later, he got sick and he died. After he finished testifying, Abtarfin said to him, Didn't you say to me, Yochanan ben Yonason? The Mikvar Shechaya Arye? Yochanan, son of Yonason, the village of Shechaya, lion. Lion. And now you're saying Yochanan ben Yenison Arye from Kvar Shekhaya. 
Amalei, the witness said, Loi kach. Loi. That's not what I said to you. I said, He was trying to trip him up. Maybe he'll change the order, change his name. No, that's not what I told you. And he closely examined him two or three times. And every time he said the same thing. He was consistent. You know, a liar changes his story every time. He said, "I've tired from the sister." Based on that, he remarried. So you see that he had to. He had to. He had to check him out. He had to examine him, cross-examine him. So how could you say that he just let him marry just based on the testimony without examining him? So he says, "Tanoi." It's actually an argument between Tanoi. What about Tarfin's opinion? You don't have to examine and cross-examine. He just accepts the testimony. Tarfin says, Tarfin says, You do have to, you do have to examine and cross examine. Rabbi says, You don't have to examine and cross examine. And within Tarfin itself, we have two versions. What Tarfin himself holds. Anyway, the law is you don't have to examine. And they argue with Rabbi Hanin. Uh, they argue with Rabbi Hanin. Rabbi Hanin said biblically, really, whether it's capital matters or it's financial matters, you always have to examine and cross-examine the witnesses. It says, there should be one law for you, one standard. Why did the rabbis say? You don't have to examine and cross-examine when it comes to financial matters. We just accept their, their, their facts, their testimony. The answer is like, Tino Dell is with me loving. No one's going to want to borrow. No, no one's going to want to lend. Someone's going to need money. I don't want to go through the hassle. If I lend you $100 and I want it back, and you have to you know, schlep me to the bezin and start questioning me and examining me and cross-examining me. I have to hire a lawyer. I don't need the headache. Goodbye. So that will be the end of commerce. The people won't be able to borrow. People, so therefore, the rabbis made it an act. It was biblically, the Torah is not worried about this. You don't have to worry about this. You have to do the what's right. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, inconvenient, not convenient. And, and you wouldn't not lend because you realize that everything is from Hashem. Your money is Hashem. Everything is Hashem. So of course I'll lend. If there is a hassle, it's not a hassle. It's not. But people are not like that. People are not on that level and people will stop lending. So therefore, the rabbi said to make it easier. Right. So that's only financial matters that you don't have to examine and cross-examine. But anything else, you would have to examine and cross-examine. Not like we said that you don't, you don't have to cross-examine when it comes to allowing a woman to remarry. But a mic can be what are they arguing about? The two opinions, whether in the case of a woman allowing a woman to remarry, when someone a witness comes and testifies, the husband died, whether you have to examine them or cross-examine the witness or not. I can be the master, one master, all the since is a ksuva to be collected based on the witness's testimony. So we look at it, it's like financial matters. And therefore, the rabbis say, you don't have to examine or cross-examine. No, it's a matter of it's a matter of capital, capital and it's a crime or sin. It's adultery, not adultery. Allowing a woman to remarry, he's saying that her husband is dead and the marriage is over and she can remarry. So therefore, you have to treat it like it's a capital case. In that case, you have to examine.
And the next piece will conclude. We'll conclude, but we're not going to do that today. We'll conclude the Talmud. Mazel tov, mazel tov.